0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of CryptoCast. I am your host, James Burney, a fintech and financial services partner at Cook. CryptoCast is a podcast series that delves into all things crypto, blockchain and DeFi with leading industry experts. In this episode, I'm delighted to be joined by Wolfgang Richter, managing partner of our new German office and a specialist in blockchain and crypto. Hi Wolfgang, it's great to have you on.
1: Hi, good morning. Thanks for
0: having me. So I think, you know, particularly in light of the current climate, I think people are looking at Germany as a potential place to set up at least part of their businesses. What, what do you see as the, currently the biggest challenges for
1: crypto firms looking to move into or set up in Germany? First of all, interestingly enough, the German regulator has built up a lot of know-how in terms of crypto. Um, and uh, is actually very competently dealing with anything that comes along uh, crypto lines. Therefore, different than quite some other regulators in Europe, you find uh, persons within the German regulator, you can actually discuss your maybe even complex uh, crypto model. Now, in principle, Given given the, the 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 regulatory changes that uh, have happened in January two thousand twenty, basically any dealings with uh, with with crypto require a license uh, if you're setting up shop. So that means. If you do custody business, you need a license. Uh, if you do commission agents or any any type of M- 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 uh, multilateral trading facility business, you need a license. And obviously, if you do a a, a offering uh, a token offering to the market. Um, you you have to have a prospectus and there may be there, there may be some some uh, application um, for a uh, for, for you not having to do a prospectus but in principle the general rules are applying So overall uh, if you are a company that is giving any services over and above merely technical services, and handling crypto, you will have to get a license in Germany. However, the process for this is pretty good. And secondly, if you are on the fringes of you're not really knowing whether you need one, it's a it's a a pretty habitual format that you write to, uh, you write your opinion to BaFin, to the regulator, and the regulator comes back and says, yes, uh, I am, for instance, I'm sharing your opinion that what you're doing right now is just technical services and not more. So you, 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 you're you not uh, part of a license obligation. You don't have to have a license. That is something that in, in pretty complex, for instance, wallet related business models, uh, we had in, in the past and we were happily surprised about the competent and fast format that the German regulator had dealt with it
0: one of the things which will be bothering people is, not just the question of where they need a the license, but if they need a the license, how best to go about it. And I think, you know, particularly, one of the issues we've seen is, whereas with, with older forms of regulation, you can get things like passport rights across Europe, with money laundering licenses and registrations and that kind of thing, it, that's become harder. Are there any kind of sort of highlights or warnings you have for firms looking to spread out across Europe, getting the licenses in place if if they deem a the license is needed?
1: Well, um, one of our uh, let, let me give a little bit of background here. Um, the, the the German regulator had said, uh, uh, given the changes in January two thousand twenty. That a grandfathering rule will apply. And what is the grandfathering rule? That is that basically anybody that has done custodian business, commission business, agents business, etc. in 2019. They are grandfathered, even so they would need a license starting in 2020. They are grandfathered in, in, in what they're doing under the assumptions if they actually submit a, a declaration of intent in, in, in March 2020 and then um, hand in a final application in November 2020. And what that means is that basically the, 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 the regulator or the government side and the regulator is executing on this. Um, Whatever has been done uh, in terms of of crypto business not regulated in 2019 is grandfathered, given that you have done that application process and. we the 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 consequence of this is once the 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 applicant actually the grandfathering then is okay even so you can still you can already trade whatever you whatever you uh, had traded because you are assumed to having uh, the license already so if that's finally confirmed then you are in a position to actually uh, uh being able to um to passport your your approval that you're having i mean there are, we know there are some restrictions uh that it's not exactly always the same in the different countries because not they, they didn't um, apply the, the directive, uh, the fifth uh, um, uh, money laundering directive exactly in the same way. But still, basically, you can you can passport it. And interestingly enough, we have several clients that were actually taking that route, have taken that route. And and are looking to getting uh, the approval in Germany and then being uh, afterwards passported into the other European countries. And what what's what is happening with this is, which I personally consider it very important, is that there is a lot of know-how within the regulator in terms of uh, uh, agreeing on those uh, as those applications. For instance, in one case, we are. We have a very competent uh, way this is handled. There was a, a huge uh, application handed in because it was a very complex business case, uh, you know, roughly a hundred pages plus uh, with detailed explanations, also technical ones. And what we are finding is a very competent response uh, from Baffin given all this. And, and and one of the interesting points on that is that they're really looking into the technical details of it. So so, if whatever your business concept is, um, and you want a a kind of a detailed response as to how that's going to be handled by a regulator, it might be interesting to consider Germany as the European um, the European uh, country in order to apply for that, and then later get it get it get it passported into the other ones. And this is because it's. There's just a lot of know-how there, uh, and that's on the back that the German government uh, has decided, and, and, and the parliament has decided, that they really want to be uh, a front-runner in terms of crypto, and not just leave it to you know to the UK, uh, to Gibraltar, to Malta, etc., to Liechtenstein, uh, but uh, but but actually be be on the on, on the front of the wave in order to execute uh, on 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 future crypto business.
0: That's interesting. I was wondering also if you had a couple of thoughts about the idea of kind of white labeling your fronting solutions just for those firms which may not have the necessary firepower or muscle to go directly into and, and get regulated in Europe, but kind of want to try and go through a, a more of an
1: outsourcing type route. Basically, in, 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 in any of those structures that we're discussing. Uh, as a minimum, we have we have that white-labeling solution as a backup, and uh, in some cases, we are specifically dealing with it. Um, two years ago, it was basically impossible to find an, an attractive white-label solution because the potential white-label banks uh, or brokers uh, didn't have the know-how, didn't have the trust also into their relationship with the regulator that they they would be able to 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 white label what they're going to do but that has changed we have now some players in the market on the in the crypto area that are ready to to doing a white labeling and it, you know for any for any crypto company the the problem usually is do i find sufficiently competent uh, people to speak to within within the bank or the broker that is supposed to 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 white label me and how how can we come up to an agreement, which actually um, doesn't lead to the bank uh, taking away the business uh, model from me uh, uh, and at the same time puts me into a you know sufficiently. Um, um, a brand situation where the the market sees me as the entity to look at, and that is just actually in the in, in the fine print uh, than the, the the broker or the bank which has the necessary license for doing it. So as of today, um, different than as two years ago, and even different than one year ago, there are such solutions available, uh, and um, uh, once. Again, the the technical details of what the 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 the, the crypto company is doing is of, of 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 prime importance because you have to look at exactly the detail uh, how uh, how you're going to do that, and uh, very often, and that's also part of the good news. Very often. Uh, It's not sufficient for you that you have, for instance, a flexible small private bank as somebody who is white labeling you. You also need a bank account in one of the, let's say, larger entities. And that also has developed in positively. For instance, we are. Uh, we, are, we are we are having such relationships with uh, with the cooperative banking unit which is uh, one of the really really multi-billion banking groups in Germany uh, and uh, totally respectable so so this is also different than a year ago a potential solution for you because um, you may want not just a a, a a bank account with a small private bank but also with one of the the, the, the big ones a respectable uh, uh, institutional oriented uh, banking banking uh, um, uh, institutions.
0: It, it's very interesting how you, how you keep pointing out how things are changing fast. And actually, one of the things we're seeing here is um, a change towards something called decentralized finance or DeFi, which is about conducting finance over the blockchain, without having centralized around certain entities. Is this something you're seeing and what more generally, if you're seeing it, do you see as the direction of regulated travel in terms of the German and EU approach to DeFi?
1: Obviously, everybody following up on it has seen what happened in the last four months in the DeFi space. So this, this, this has developed into something where the regulators are starting to look at. And it is not... It is not yet really clear how can it, how the regulator will treat it and also how, for instance, the German regulator will treat it. We have several um, concepts out there, one very specific uh, in the DeFi space that we are uh, discussing with BaFin how to look at it. and. Uh, one of the one of the key issues, if you look at, at DeFi as of now, it's mostly about trading, uh, Uniswap balancer, um, etc. Uh, it's about uh, exchanging one token for the other in that decentralized decentralized format. Now, now the question is, how that decentralized format then is you is is viewed by the regulator? And words were out are out that basically even the 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 trading that's happening right now in terms of of cryptocurrencies will pretty fast fall under uh under regulation so that that th- is for all those entities that are actually doing this there, there there will be some kind of regulatory um approval they they will need for doing it and um uh, what we are, what we are, for instance, uh, uh, doing in that c- concept is we are actually um, setting up regulated entities uh, for, for for doing this. And um, as compared to a normal exchange where you have a central server with 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 all the the, the regulatory requirements to make sure uh, how that central server works, how the securities, etc., with DeFi, uh, everything sitting on the smart contracts. And the the question, what do you have to do in order to to, rec, to to be regulated in that space is very different from the one that has to be uh, has has been asked in the past by those uh, by the regulators on this, and we we will see how they react to this now, since it's a reality and since actually. This is way better than any central solution for the regulator because the regulator can exactly see what's happening. And if there is some kind of, let's say, format that the regulator can inter- intervene, that something strange is happening in that context, it's actually much better for the regulator than, than, than a classical format of an exchange uh, with central service. And certainly, it's much better the way it's done right now, where the regulators have have, have have no clue whatsoever, neither on the on the central centralized service centralized exchanges as well as in decentralized exchange formats. Therefore, it's uh it's it's a huge topic. Uh, overall, we think that this is this gonna probably dominate uh, discussions in 2021, 2020, 2022, because the decentralized Exchanges will will rise in importance tremendously.
0: That, that's absolutely fascinating. I'm afraid that's all we've got time for. If anyone listening wants to reach out to Wolfgang, his email is Wolfgang, that's W-O-L-F-G A-N-G dot Richter R I C H T E R at Cook dot d e thanks mate thank you very much for being on wolfgang it's been an absolute pleasure thank you